and my name is Marlene Kraft. <laughs> you know how we all have just a little bit of pride in us? <laughs> um, when I went to go into service, they said, oh, uh, where's your band? Uh, where's your band? And I said, I said, I was going to be really bad and, you know, not wear it with my outfit. <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, I'm sorry for the rebellion. And they said, Brother Wooten is wearing his. And I'm like, <laughs> so, isn't it terrible how pride will kind of sneak in there on us, you know, before we know it? Welcome, ladies. Uh, just a quick note, if, if you don't mind wearing your mask the whole time, you can sit up front, but if you want to take it off or something, if you sit in the back, because I have leukemia. I was a really healthy person until I became a missionary. Four years ago, I became fully appointed as the very first U.S. Assembly of God missionary to widows. Praise God. We never had one before. And so um, one month later, they discovered I had leukemia. I'm like, okay, God. Eight months later, I end up with a very rare eye disease. I'm now blind in my left eye. So if you see my left eye kind of doing its own thing, I'm sorry. You know, I try to tell it to go center. It doesn't listen to me. It has a mind of its own, okay? So <laughs> you may see it wandering off. Is this over? <laughs> so welcome. Come on in. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's saved for Bridget. She'll be here in a few minutes. She said, I'll watch your door for you, Marlene. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's been a real interesting four years. Um, when they discovered the leukemia, I was actually up in Wichita speaking and um, was about to go preach and then started having immense pain and my sister took me to the hospital and, and the doctor, come on in. <laughs> and um, they did a bunch of tests and did a CT scan and uh, it's really funny because I had been really in a lot of pain, but my sister and I just love the Lord a whole lot, and so I was, I was in the waiting room praising God and doing a little bit of dancing, you know, in my little ER waiting room, just having a good time, and then finally I get tired, so I sit on the chair, and then the doctor walks in. He says, well, I've got good news and I've got bad news, and as soon as he said those words, a blanket of God's peace just fell over me, and I said, okay, tell me what's going on. And so, um, and so he said, well, the good news is your intestines are fine. I've been constipated for four days. I've traveled 16 hours. And so I thought my intestines were twisted. But they said, your intestines are fine. The bad news is your spleen is over 70% increased in size. And your blood count is 25,000. It should be 10,000. You need to find a cancer center immediately. And so that night I was talking to the Lord, and I go, okay, God, the big C. Spirit said, what do you mean the big C? He said, I'm the big C. He said, Marlene, you take that little C and you set it on its side and it's just a bump in the road. That's the difference, ladies, of getting God's perspective on things. And so many widows struggle after their husbands pass away. Is anyone in here a widow? All right, well, you've traveled this very strange road, haven't you? Nobody warns us of it, and, you know, 
I was a pastor's wife for 30 years. I loved being a pastor's wife. That's who I was. And then my husband suddenly died in my arms one day. That's a beautiful story. But that's for another time. But, um, and once again, when he died in my arms, a blanket of God's peace came on me. And I just prayed with him in my arms. And I said, God, I trust you completely. My life is yours. My future is yours. I trust you completely. And God's peace can dwell in our hearts through death, through grief, through blindness, <laughs> through cancer, through all of it. You know, it's just as Pastor John talked about, because we do it in the spirit of the Lord, don't we? We walk through this life in the spirit of the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but so many times when you step out and want to do something, and um, I take it many of you in here are looking at maybe beginning a widow's ministry. And, you know, when you step out to do something, what happens? Satan tells you all the reasons that you can't do it, right? He did to me when I became a missionary. He's like, Martine, you are a sanguine. Or I think as, well, they were talking in leadership yesterday about the circle. And I take it sanguines are circles because you just keep moving. <laughs> you don't slow down. You're kind of like an energizer bunny. And that's where I've been for 60 years, according to leukemia. <laughs> and I slow down a little bit. But um, I came to God and I said, oh, God, I said, I can't do this. How good are we telling, how good are we at telling God, you know? Because Satan is back here in our mind saying, you've tried things before and you haven't succeeded. Who are you to do this? You're not a widow. You don't understand what they're going through. And all these things that Satan tells us. And, but most of the times it's because we look at ourselves and we're like, I can't do this. You know, I'm just... I told God I was a crackpot, and I'm like, I'm just a crackpot, God, you know, I'm, I fly by the seat of my pants, I'm so unorganized, and, and, and you know how opposites attract? My husband, he would have made the best missionary in all the world. He was so organized, he carried around his day timer, he had everything planned, I drove him crazy, you know, <laughs> but in the midst of it, it was so beautiful what the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I want you ladies to remember this. Because as you step out to do something for the Lord, you know, uh, Satan is, Satan is going to try to tell you you can't do it, right? But as, as, as Pastor John preached on this morning, it's not by our power. It's by the power of the Spirit of God. And when I had, um, it's really hard to talk when they're taking your picture, you know? <laughs> It is. It's like, am I going, you better not upset. <laughs> it is. It's hard to concentrate, y'all. Um, okay, so, all right, I kind of don't want him to take it. <laughs> no, you did good. <laughs> Thank you. So I came to God, and I said, God, I said, I can't do this. And I mean, y'all, when I first became a missionary, the first six months, Oh, Father, <laughs> I was such a mess. <laughs> oh, Lord. But I came to the Lord. I said, okay, you want me to do this, but I'm such a crackpot. And the Holy Spirit spoke the most important words to me. He said, Marlene, he said, I know you're a crackpot. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you agree with me, you know? Okay. But he said, Marlene, when you lift up your cracked vessel to me, and the power of my Holy Spirit flows through you. He says, 
the more cracks you have, the more glory I have. You got that? The more cracks you have, the more glory you get. You are going to get so much glory from this ministry, God. Oh, and he has. Ladies, I stand before you not the same person I was. I am organized. I am early. I didn't even know there was such a thing as being early. <laughs> Except my husband. He always got there 15 minutes ahead of time. <laughs> I'll meet you there, honey. <laughs> but God is so beautiful because as we step out in faith, he says, yes, you are cracked. Yes, you have your situations, your challenges. But God says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. So it's that spirit that's going to go with you and lead you. So when I came up with the idea of the name of our ministry is Widow's Link, because it is, we are linking, connecting widows with one another. Because as a married couple, you can't understand what a widow's gone through, right? Right, widows? You know? They say, oh, you know, I understand. I lost my mom last year. And you just want to say, not, is it? Not at all. And, you know, our kids can't understand because they lost, they lost a dad. They didn't lose a life partner. And so, um, um, come back, mom. <laughs> and so it's so important to to connect widows with each other, all right, because they understand one another. So widows link. Um, our purpose is to connect widows to the Lord. First off, that that's where their hope and their joy and everything is found to the Lord and to each other, and then help them discover that God still has a purpose for their life. I'm staying at an Airbnb in Delaware. Right, <laughs> in Delaware. And uh, this lady was talking to me, and she said, oh, my mom, after my dad died, all she did was stay inside for 20 years. You know, And many widows, they feel like their whole purpose for life is gone. We want them to discover that God still has a purpose and a plan, as we know from Jeremiah 29. If you're still breathing, God still has purpose for you. And then also to equip them, to help them to find their gifts, Help them find it, find out what they enjoy, and then use that in this new season of life. Okay, so that's what can you know. That's what it's all about. And so, um, my story is after my husband passed away, my heart has always been women's ministries. I served as sectional WM coordinator for years, and just you know, my heart's been women. So when I get when I started walking through this upside down world of being a widow, I. I went to churches. I live close to Birmingham, Alabama, big city. So I went to different churches and asked you, do you have a ministry to widows? You know, do you, you know, y'all, I got the funniest looks. And I'm like, doesn't it say somewhere in the Bible that pure and genuine religion in the sight of God means caring for widows and orphans? And I went all over Birmingham and I found maybe two good churches that had ministry to widows. So I am proud of y'all. I am proud of you. Because statistic-wise, a woman becomes a widow every minute of every day. 
nice see a hundred women became widows yesterday. There are over 700,000 widows in Ohio. Who's ministering to them? Do Does your community have a local widows ministry? Well, what we have done is we have put together a program that is going to help you, and that's what we're going to be talking about these two sessions, is how you can begin a small group ministry to the widows in your community. Many times, many churches, many churches only have, you know, um, you know, if you're a smaller church, you might have just two or three widows. Many times widows feel forgotten, and they fall through the cracks. Widows lose 70% of their friendships after their husband dies. 70%. You know, they don't want to necessarily be around the married couples of the church. All right? Because it's only another reminder that that's what they don't have. And and we become a threat. You know? Uh it's just, it's, it's just a fact of life. Widows are suddenly a threat, and so couples kind of back away. And a lot of times, you know, people don't know what to say to us, right? You know, how many times have you had close people, you know, have, have a loving member, um, you know, pass away, and you're like, what do I say to them? I don't want to make them cry. <laughs> Most of the time they're going to cry. I don't want to make them cry. Uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to um, – we're going to talk about what we've put together is we have found the best way to kind of introduce your community. First, let me ask, does anyone in here already have a widow's ministry in their church? One? Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, this is all, everything we're going to look at will either help or will help stabilize it and develop it a little bit. Okay. So this is for everyone. What we suggest doing, and, and if you want to go ahead and open your book, we're going to be going through um, beginning a small group um, ministry. The way that the way that we suggest doing it is by planning a kickoff event, okay, such as a banquet, a luncheon, or a tea. All right, and this will kind of let the people of the community know, hey, we're about to begin a widows ministry, and uh, so we're going to kind of I want to help help you to kind of get an idea of of what this looks like because we have put this together so you know we have put it together almost in a checkoff list because then you can kind of go through it and just kind of check to make sure you know this is good this is what I need um, Bridget would you do me a favor and give me a 10 minute warning when uh, when it's when we're getting close to question time all right thank you very much I appreciate it because I took I took the clock off of back here and I put it back there so y'all wouldn't have to watch it right and so when I was in here praying and, and preparing earlier, I look at the clock and I go, it's not 15 minutes to 6. Look, look at the clock, y'all. <laughs> oh, the second hand's not moving. <laughs> I'm like, okay, time is standing still. Um, but I appreciate that help, Bridget. Thank you. So we're going to go ahead and just, I'm just going to kind of walk you through it, but then I want you to be thinking about questions. Before we get into it, let me ask you. When you think about having a widow's ministry, what are maybe some walls that you see or questions that you have? Go ahead. Okay, super. All right. Good. Good question. Any any other things? Yes. 
great question. Great question. Wonderful. All right, we're going to touch on some of these. Any, anyone else? Just, you know, you know, you were about to come to this group, and it's like, huh? Yes. <laughs> you ask and you shall receive, right? Very good. All right, so we're going to be talking about all of these. Um, I'm going to go ahead and touch on, I don't see your name tag. It's oh, oh, that's fine. What is it? Laura. Laura. Okay, Laura. Thank you. Uh, which is easy for me to remember because that's my daughter-in-law. Oh, real quick, I'll tell you, I have two boys, both graduated from Southeastern University with biblical study majors, both having to work jobs because they have $100,000 in debt. They can't be in ministry because of their indebtedness. So, oh, but God is in control. <laughs> they are wonderful men of God, um, volunteer pastors in a church, so it's cool. But my daughter-in-law is uh, Laura because my boys married sisters. So we're a very close family, <laughs> a very close family. All right, so insofar as not, you know, when, when you're not a widow, you feel like, well, I don't understand. But the good news is, is A, you can read books to come to more of an understanding. But all God wants is a heart, a heart for the widow. That's all you have to have. And when you have a heart for them, the people can tell that. Okay? So, and then also God will provide people to come around you. Laura, you pray for that and say, God, you know, I need a widow who can kind of be close to me, who can kind of help me with this. And you can read it, but get to know her and just have her as a close friend. And, sh and, and, and that's going to grow, that's going to help you grow in your understanding of being a widow. Okay? But the main thing is, is that you have a heart for widows. You don't have to be a widow. I have seen many successful ministries um, run by couples, run by single women, run by divorcees. They just have a heart for widows. And so God blesses them for that. So that's the only requirement is that you have a heart for it, okay? So you're in good shape. And then we're going to touch on yours a little bit later. If I don't, we got question to answer time, okay? All right, so let's go ahead and go through this. So, so we suggest you're having a kickoff banquet. And if, if you want to do a banquet, um, I suggest you usually do it during the day because of women not being able, you know, widows not being able to see well, you know? I notice that problem, especially when you have one eye. I try not to drive at night when it's raining. It's like if I have to drive at night when it's raining, I stay in the right-hand lane. Just pass me. Just pass me. Just pass me. I'm going to get home safe. <laughs> so, um, so do think about that and consider that insofar as later your weekly meetings but also your banquet to where it makes it easier for them to come. All right? Um, Banquet being where you serve them. Luncheon can be a banquet style, but then you also have the option if you want them to go through a line. Some people do that for their for their for their kickoff. Or you can keep it as simple as a feast and just do coffee and pastries, cookies. All right. So it doesn't have to be elaborate. As we go through this, keep in mind this is a list of suggestions. This is not like I need to do all these things. No. Um, I, most churches have decided to go ahead and do this widow's banquet every year because they find it grows and it grows. I have one church in Coosetta, Alabama, out in the middle of farmland, in the middle of nowhere, but the pastor went and sent out invitations to the churches, which I suggest you do. And their first 
banquet that had 39. After five years, they've grown to 100, and they're out in the middle of nowhere. 100 widows and just ministering to them. So having, having it yearly is a great, great time because, because you're really focusing. And one of the things that we'll talk about is you can involve the church because many times people in the church are like, well, you know, it says we're supposed to help widows. How are we supposed to do that? That's why we, that's why we made these magnets. These are the five things that we widows miss so much. And so after COVID, <laughs> you find every widow you can and give her a hug, okay? <laughs> and listening to them, sometimes you have to be real patient. You might hear the same story over and over again, all right? But then giving gifts, checking on them, and, and a hot meal. You know, a lot of times we widows, we grab, grab and go. You know, it's just, it's just too much work to cook for one. So I say, hey, church, if you're cooking for three or four, would you cook for one more? But we will take leftovers, okay? We will. Just a home-cooked meal is just a wonderful way. So, all right, so insofar as the different things, uh, deciding on a location, you can really, you know, a lot of people like to do it at their church. But now um, I, have, I have one church that's been doing it for about three years, and they go to the civic center or to their community center, I'm sorry to the community center and beautiful you know a wonderful place and and it's kind of like not territorial so an idea like that so kind of kind of open your mind to that uh, choose your dates and time of events make sure that you are always in contact with your authorities okay when when you go to choose a date maybe have two different options because you know church calendars fill up quickly don't they all right so Keep in contact with them. Insofar as food, well, in this day and age of COVID, it makes it more challenging. Uh, a lot of churches have gone to box lunches, you know, and just serving the ladies that way. Uh, once we're out of this, then, you know, I suggest all different things. Church can pay for it. People can bring, bring, bring it, and you can kind of do a line. Um, uh, what's that thing called? Pot, potluck meals, yeah. And then... Uh, you can you go ahead and choose what you choose what you want. Just all different ideas here, you know. Things things on decorations, publicity, are really good to try to publicize it. I go ahead and give you different ideas, like uh, bringing the flyers to senior centers. All right, there's lots of widows in senior centers, and widows know widows, and so, and so the word kind of gets around. So find those find those locations like that in your community. So. Um, so go ahead and put those flyers out. Social media, church websites. All right, get permission to do that. Uh, Facebook. Facebook is a great way to get get the word out there. Um, uh, volunteers. Insofar as greeters, please don't get greeters who say, hi, how are you today? Yeah, <laughs> get somebody who's a hugger. All right, we miss our hugs. Get, get somebody who will love on them, but do talk to that do talk to the greeters about, do try to be sensitive. Some people don't want a hug. And so just be lovingly sensitive. And also, please hug someone at the door. I don't know why it er is that church doors have to be so heavy. You know, <laughs> they are. And so just have somebody to open the door. We don't have anyone to open our house door for us. So have someone to open the door. That's just so special. And, you know, you can do things like red carpet. 
this church in Cassetta does it all. They do valet parking. They do flowers. They do, but you know, they've grown it over the years. They didn't start with everything the first year. They've just made it better and better. They also have a picture area, you know. We widows, we're not real good about getting up-to-date pictures of ourselves. It's just us, you know. My kids have not even asked me for a picture in the last 10 years. <laughs> so it's just a family picture. But it's nice to have an up-to-date picture of ourselves. And so providing that for the widow is just, a, just, a, just another way to help them feel special. That's what this banquet is about. We want to show them that God loves them, that we love them, and we want to honor them. Because they don't have anyone in their life to do that, do they? And so we want to do that. Insofar as speakers, um, you know, you could have you could have all different ideas. I'm more than willing to come. You know, um, someone had someone had asked me the other day, "How much do you charge?" I'm like, "I don't charge. I don't charge. If you want to take up a love offering, if you want to give me a love offering, that's fine. I don't charge." You know, my heart is to bless the church, to speak into the widows' lives. But you know, you can you can, you can find uh, you know lots of Lots of good speakers out there and uh, have a widow share a testimony. Give her a time limit, you know. We widows, we've got 20,000 words to say. My fish gets really tired of hearing me. <laughs> so sometimes if you give a widow, you know, if you want her to speak, say 10 minutes. <laughs> and then when I start doing this in the back of the room, that means you have to stop. But just a bit of a warning there. Um, time length, keep it, keep it between an hour and two, you know, an hour to two hours. Uh, you don't have to max out two hours, really, uh, because our butts can only <laughs> handle so much uh, a lot of times. Okay, let me ask you a question. What do you think the average age of a widow is? Seventy. It is fifty-two. Fifty-two is the average for a widow. Yeah. Huh? You were forty-one with kids. Ah, bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> okay. What it is, Laura, is um, I suggest when you go to inviting to not invite widowers to the banquet as such, you know, to be a, you know, you know, one of the ones who sit down and eat and all. I wouldn't necessarily having them greet uh, and all because widows widows feel like oh 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 he's after me oh oh don't hug me. Don't come close to me, <laughs> you know. So, we, you know, they feel very threatened, you know, because so many, you know, the poor guys, so many of them remarry after a year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, you can you can have them help in some other thing, but don't put them as greeters. That's the only thing I wouldn't probably put them as. Parking, parking valet, you know, all of that, sure. Um, there was one church that had um, had teenagers all dressed up, and they walked ladies to the table and pulled out their chairs you know how special you know 
that made the widows feel. So there's all different ideas. Mainly, you just want to let them know that they're alive and they're not forgotten and you're there for them. Um, I didn't, I didn't talk about this earlier, but um, within your within your um, folder, you will find on the left hand side there are two different widows information sheets. Um, the first one is the one you can use before a gathering, or you can use at 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 the banquet, um, at the kickoff event. I used to always call it a kickoff e banquet. Now I'm switching it to kickoff event. Um, at the kickoff event is a real good one to use the full page one uh, because what it's going to do is it's going to help you to know more about the widows. It's going to give you their contact information. You need all of that so you can get back in touch with them. And also you'll see on the sheet um, it gives you it gives you different ideas insofar as well. Well, the very last question is you know if they have any um, if they have any you know immediate situation to where maybe you can find a man in the church to kind of help with that. Um, I love when churches have a have a point man to where a widow can go to the point man and say, I can't get my toilet to stop running. I just had one of the guys go to us. He's single. And he's like, I can't get my toilet to stop running. There are little basic things that widows need help um, with. And so having a point man in the church is a wonderful, wonderful thing to have to where a widow knows I can go to, you know, Mr. Charles and talk with him. And then Mr. Charles can either talk to the pastor or else get people together to help. Um, another idea, a way that the church can minister to is they can have a widow's work day to where you you have the men in your church and teenagers go out and help widows, you know, um, mow the lawn, wash their car. I got into one widow's car one time and it was so filthy on the inside and I thought, bless her heart, she can't bend down. You know, she had a cane. She couldn't bend down to clean her car. And I thought, what, there are so many ways that the church can bless widows and um, that's actually going to be my second book that, um, or second part of the program that I'm writing. Uh, what I've done is over the last four years with all the bumps, with everything that's happened, oh yeah, I didn't tell you all about the two heart ablaze and, and me losing my spleen and almost dying a year and a half ago. <laughs> so I've had all these little bumps, you know, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but what I have done over the last four years is I have put everything together that we're talking about today in a program that that right now we have the title that, that we're going to retitle it, the publisher says, but right now it's called the Quick Start Guide to where help help get a widow's ministry off the ground. And um, just sent it to the editor. So praise God. Hopefully, hopefully by this year it'll be published and it's going across all denominations. Because you know what? There's not a denomination that has a ministry, that has a program minister to widows. Has the church missed something here, folks? So, I think I know why there's been so much warfare in my life. <laughs> God loves the widow. God loves the widow. And I love that your heart is to minister. And God is very pleased with that when you, when you can do that. How is our time? Oh, okay. All right. Very good. 
And so I do have some things for after the kickoff event. Oh, oh, something that I wanted to mention within here, if I wasn't a good girl and didn't follow my notes all the time, was um, one of the things that widows miss are gifts. And so it's wonderful to have door prizes, okay? So I've got door prizes today. Yay. And let's see, our first door prize today. Our first door prize is a complete meal, one free meal at Arby's. And ladies, you can make it as big as you want. The other day I went in there to check it out and I got myself a big sandwich and I got myself curly fries with all the junk on top <laughs> and you get a milkshake. So, I mean, you can max out this thing, okay? I saw the total of the ticket that he rang up. It was like $11 and something. I'm like, thank you, God. <laughs> so, okay, and Mary, Mary Leverett. All right, Mary, there we go. All right, you're welcome, you're welcome. All right, so who's next? Let's see. We have another one for Hannah. All right, Hannah. There we go. There we go. And we have one more. We'll save the other ones for the next session. For Chick-fil-A. Anybody like Chick-fil-A? Uh, Laura Sharp. Okay, Laura. There we go. There's a gift certificate for that. All right. See, and that's fun. You know, um, after my husband passed away, um, he would always give me little gifts. And, and roses, one rose. Don't give me 12 roses because I'm going to give 11 of them away. <laughs> All I wanted to know that after he passed away, my birthday was six months later. No gifts. We had moved, my son and his wife, we were living together. He didn't have a job. He had just started a job. And um, my other son was finishing his last year at Southeastern. And I'm like, okay, God, something we don't think about. But you know what? We serve a great God. God knew it was my birthday. And I happened to schedule to go to Jackson, Tennessee, where we had youth pastored at. They couldn't come to the funeral because they had a tornado come through. And so I went up to Jackson for a get-together, and the gal who was youth pastor was, uh, um, she w the gal who was in our youth group was youth pastor. And so we went to her mom's shop, and we were looking around, and, and her mom said, oh, go get this, you know, go pick out something. Like, I could have my couch, so I, I found a little creme brulee cheese mix thing, so I got that. She said, oh, go get that piece of jewelry. I'm like, go get you a piece of jewelry. So I went and got myself a piece of jewelry. She said, and then we went to check out, and she was writing it all down. She said, Marlene, go get yourself a purse. And I said, no. Those purses were $150, lady. My middle name is Driscoll, okay? And clearance. I don't pay $150 for purses. She said, Marlene. I said, well, there was this really pretty purple leather one over there that I saw. I went and got it, brought it back to the register. And so she was doing that all up. And she said, Marlene, do you recognize that name? And I'm like, what's that? And, and it was two names together. And, and she pulled it up on her iPad. She goes, these are past designer purses that I sell. She looked online and she goes, these sell for $1,200. God knew it was my birthday. And God took care of me. 
I call those kisses, kisses from the Father. Some people, some people call them winks. I like kisses because a kiss is showing your affection. So, ladies, I want you to watch for kisses from the Father because he'll remind you, sister, I love you. Daughter, I'm taking care of you. And after all, for us widows, he's our husband. He's there. He is everything to us. So those are kisses from the Father. So just a little something. So let's go on into questions, and I may not yet have hit it because I haven't gone through both teachings. Remind me of your question. So the question was, when you have new widows and older widows, we're about to get into small group ministry, and it is so important, and it's a blessing to have both, because the older ones who have been longer into their grief have learned through it. And what I find, and this is the beauty of small group ministry, is that they minister. The older ones are ministering to the younger ones. It's like the Bible talks about, you know, the mothers are supposed to, you know, or the grandmothers are supposed to mentor. Same thing, same thing with widows. The ones who have walked through it can share with those other mothers who have, you know, who had young children. This is what I did. This is what will help. So getting them together is the very best thing you can do. Okay? Very good. Yes, ma'am. don't know what to do with them. Okay. Very good. And we are going to be talking about that in the next session. But let me touch on it real quick. <coughs> because, you know, A, men don't like to share their feelings, right? You know? But yet, the good news is, is what we're talking about, this can be applied for widows or widowers. Those, no man. All right, because again, you know, <laughs> the bird thing. Um, men need to be learn to open up to one another. They need one another. All right, um, those who are coming to the grief session, you're going to learn more about grief. And grief is such a strange animal. And men not, you know, men not having somebody to talk to, they desperately need each other. You know, we women, we are more open to talking and sharing. But men are not so... Having a small group for wi for widowers is fantastic. So this program that we're about to get into will apply for either. But I just wouldn't suggest that you invite them to the widow's banquet. Okay? You know, if the pastor wants to take them out, you know, and just treat them or something like that, or, you know, you do something special for those, because um, real quick, and I'll touch base with you, is 80% of the time it is the man that dies first. You know how badly I want to get up in front of churches and say, married couples who don't want to talk about one of you dying one day, married couples, please teach each other everything you need to know because it's usually the guy that goes first. But married couples don't want to talk about that one day. Yes, Jen.
That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, anytime, that's what the church is about, right? That, that's the importance of small groups is so you can encourage one another and lift up one another. Um, my son is like the, like a flagship of his, and he is their small group, small group leader at their church. And it's so important because that's how we become closer, especially if you go to a large church. You know, how much one-on-one -on -one time do you really have to get to know people? Hi, how are you today? Good. How's your week been? Fine. You sit down, you go to church. <laughs> and now we're far away from each other. Have a good week. If we did that with our husbands or with our family, would we have any kind of relationship? <laughs> no, never. So small groups is an absolute necessity. A church will grow. And, and a ministry through small groups to widows is just awesome. Okay? All right. Very good. Any other questions? Yes, Laura. There's no stats. Statistics, statistics on women, not as much. On the men, um, I'd say usually it's 50 to 70%, just from what I've seen. Okay? Um, I don't have statistics on that, but every person is different. And I tell widows, if God has has it, you know, has it in your heart that you want to marry again, fine. Don't feel guilty about it, you know. The vows are till death do us part, you know. And so, you know, in God's eyes, you know, all, you, it's fine. Um, but everyone's different. Everyone's different. Oh, and the part about remarrying real quick, I'll mention that it's fine to remarry, but go through the healing process of grief first, you know. That's the situation with men. They so much want somebody else within a year or so, they'll be married again. And they haven't had time to walk through that grief because grief can easily take two to three to four years. So remarrying is fine, but don't bring all that extra baggage into a new relationship. Walk through the grief first. Yes, ma'am. Right, exactly. You know, it does. It does. Yes, ma'am.
Yes, good question. Um, yes, what I usually encourage churches to do say, uh, we are we are honoring the widows of our community. Okay, so so you're not bringing them all together to talk. They're going to do that anyway, and they're going to encourage one another, and they're going to get to know one another. But you're honoring the widows of your community, you know. And I tell you what, when it comes to door prizes and all of that, the community loves the idea. You can get so many free things from a community. You go to them and bring them a copy of your flyer and say, you know, we're going to be honoring the widows. Would you mind, door, you know, don't donating oil changes, you know, haircuts, restaurants, anything like that. Um, uh, they love it. I have a, I have a town in Thompsonville, Alabama, small town. It's got a small college there, but it's a small town. <laughs> Their banquet every year, they have over 300 gifts for widows because the community loves to bless the widows. So y'all, uh, hate to say it, but, you know, I did it my first couple of years. I don't know. Sometimes I still do it. I'll pull the widow card. <laughs> have you ever done that before? Anybody pull the widow card? Yeah, I'm a widow. Uh, but they love the idea. Nobody's out blessing widows. And so a great thing. And you can get donations from gift shops and everything. They love it. Okay? Does that help? Yes, ma'am. I, that's the, we're in the process of building that. I have had an MA, a missionary associate, um, and she was over our widows with small children, and she remarried <laughs> a few months ago. But her heart is still that, so I think that's still what she's going to be doing. Right now, what we're doing is we're trying to, this year, the Lord told me at the beginning of the year, I was to equip the church. So we've got the program written. I'm getting into churches, helping them to begin widow's ministry. Then from there, and I should share that with you, and I can even do it at the beginning of this next hour, which I can do. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break because most of you are in next session, right? Who, who is not in the next session? Anybody? Okay, I want to go ahead and give you the notes for the next session so you'll have it because that is how to begin a widow's ministry, a small group ministry. Okay. All right. Okay. You're welcome. Well, real quick before we go, I just want you to be reminded how important you are. All right. And thank you so much. And in here, you're going to find a pair of garden gloves. And I want you to keep these around because I want you to remember that, ladies, you are God's hand. Extended. If God was here, he would be loving the widow and caring for her. But instead, he's brought us to do that. So you are God's hand extended, okay? Where are y'all there? There we go. Share me. There we go. And, and of course, there's chocolate in there. Remember, everybody loves chocolate. Oh, maybe I have four. Yay. I tell you what, Dollar Tree is our best friend, right? 
And, um, well, candy's candy everywhere. I'm throwing your candy on the ground, Bridget. <laughs> Any? <laughs> Here we are, darling. Thank you. Thank you for your help today. All right. Um, ladies, if you need to do a walk-around break or something, we'll go ahead and we'll get started in about five minutes. All right, just give you a breather. Yes, downstairs to your left. Elevators to your right. Thank you very much. The Lord bless you.